Welcome to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. My name's David, taking you on another wonderful journey through the world of kinship carers, kinship kids, and anyone in, in, interested in kinship and anything to do with that. Um, now, this is going to be a an episode on life stories. Now, this I I've, I I I sort of brought this up only only ever so slightly in the episode in regarding what you call yourself. Um, and life stories is definitely something that really should be part of the kinship uh, process and part of the journey and the training and everything that goes involved. Unfortunately, it's, it's not, and it's something you do have to request. Now, I don't want to say you have to request as if it's something that you can't do yourself, and this is sort of what I'm going to get into. Uh, at Kinship, we have done a number of sessions in regards to the life stories, and I'll get into what life stories is in a second. Um but if you are considering it, um, there are obviously many ways of going about, about with this. So life stories is basically a, you know, however, however long you want it to be, a little book that you would have for your kinship kid that would basically tell them who they are. And that's the, the identity of a, of a kinship child is sometimes the most complicated thing um, that they have to deal with. A lot of them, they don't know, you know, they don't know the past from pillar to post, from carers to intimate carers to emergency carers to family. To, you know, and sometimes they just don't know whether they're coming or going. And it can cause a lot of stress and a lot of you know, anxiousness and everything. Um, what this book basically will do is basically tell them who they are, you know, where, they, where they've come from, and more importantly, why they are there. And the why is something where it's a it's a very complicated thing to do, and sometimes because of the age of the kids, most of us have them. You know, we had ours at like some like eight eight ten weeks. So obviously, it's like almost like from. But some of them have it, had it from year dot. Some of them, it's much later, and they can understand what's going on. Um, but once, but when you get that question of why am I living with? auntie, uncle, granddad, grandma. It is a very complicated, very loaded question. Um, and it's very difficult to, to answer. Um, now, the life stories is essentially a way of dealing with that. And it really does break it down into very, very easily understandable sentences, words about why they are there, what they're doing there, um, who they are. You know who their family is: the mum, the dad, the other siblings if they've got them, granddad, grand. You know, all the people who are in his his or her life, um, but also you know the basics about who they are, so they'll know. You know they they live in, for example, Liverpool. They know that they go to this particular school. They know that they were born in a particular hospital, and in some ways, it's it's. It's something that really we should be doing with all of our kids, not just kin kids and everything like that. Because, I mean, I don't know if anyone did this. Uh, I remember when we had our child, we got given a book and it was like, you know, I was born at this, you know, you put a picture and it says, my name is whatever. And I was six pounds. Because sometimes, you know, children ask these things, you know, how, 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 you know, what time was I born and things like that. And you do go, I, unless you've got it written down, you don't remember. A lot of people do, but, um, you know, or things like, you know, what they weighed or what was the number one song when you were born and what was the, you know, those type of things that you get. Usually when you're like 30 or 40, you get that card saying, you know, do you remember that, you know, Book's Fizz was number one when you were born? Um, 
and that's sort of aging myself there. Um, I think it was actually Adamant. It was either Bookswiz or Adamant uh, when I was born. Uh, so, at, um, so it gives you that kind of information, but it also really breaks it down. Uh, and as I say, a lot of times um, you can ask your social worker or whoever's helping you, if you've got care workers, anything like that, to really help you with this. Because the main thing is about getting the language right. Um, if you are doing it in lots of jargon and lots of technical words, the child's not going to understand it. It's about uh, one of the things that was brought up when we did ours was about how mum couldn't look after the child. And it was basically saying about how it was like making a cake where you need certain ingredients to make a cake. So you need three eggs, you need some butter, you need some flour. And mum had everything, but she didn't have the eggs. And that's why she couldn't look after you. And it was such a simple way of telling the child that they didn't have the right things to look after you. Um, and, and they understood it perfectly. And to this day, they say, you know, you couldn't look after me because you didn't have any eggs. And it's... Um, and it's quite funny sometimes when you hear him say, uh, him say that, but uh, it, it, it's such an easy way of saying it. It, it. You know, it's like having a bike but only having one wheel. You know, it's you could probably get it to work, but it's not going to work as efficiently as two as two as two wheels. And that was kind of what was being brought up. Um, so the, the the main the main thing with the life stories is that it is all true. So there's not going to be any sugar coating. Um, lying about the truth anything about what's true this is where you get to the problem obviously we did an episode a while back in regard to things like neglect and those type of things and unfortunately a lot of the times the reason why the you know the kinship kid is with you is because of trauma it's because of neglect it's because of abuse it's because of abandonment and it's about whether you tell someone about that uh, and when do you tell them about that you know if you you know, the, the you know the, the traumatic things that happen do you really want to tell them about that when they are three four five years old or do you want to wait until they're old enough um you know the the scary thing that everyone always has in their head when you foster you adopt whatever it would be is having a child shout back at you you know you're not my dad you're not my mum i'm going to go and live with my mum you know a lot of the times you get you hear people saying things like that and it is heartbreaking when you hear people Saying things like that, you hear, you hear it in step families and foster families and things like that. Um, and you don't want to have to then blurt out, you're with me because, and then blurt out some past trauma that this child has had. Um, and so it's really, it's really hard to actually, wonder, you, know, you wonder at every step, do you ever tell them that your mum just abandoned you or your dad just abandoned you or your dad did this, your dad or mum did this to you or they they did this or they did that or they didn't do these things. And it's it's a, it's a hard question. And what, what a lot of people have said is you would leave that page until you, know, you keep the, the whole thing about the cake because that's something that a, a child will understand about not being able to look after the child. But if it involved trauma, abuse, whatever it would be, to maybe leave it until they are fully capable of understanding it. Um, you don't want to have to leave it in your like your back pocket, like a like a bomb that you can drop on them at any time. Um, but you also don't want to be um, 
you don't you don't want to be telling them that and then them worrying about being with mum or, or bit with dad and you know that they've had treatment or whatever it would be um especially when there's um other substances involved drink drugs whatever it would be um because then they start looking for signs and that's not necessarily a bad thing but um but if that's what they're doing when they're having contact and stuff it can lead to to more distress uh, for that child so as i say the the main crux of it is that you do basically tell the child who they are so you give them you know all of the facts you know where they were born what you know, what time you know anything that you do know where they were born here your mum and dad again if they've been abandoned if it's a case of dad or mum isn't in the picture anymore they don't visit you may want to consider whether whether you want to tell them a lot of people have said it's you know especially when you have like you, know, you hear this, you see this a lot in films and everything where that's a child that's adopted but they don't know they're adopted um you see you hear this a lot with ki- actual kin kids as well you know the, the, the infamous story of jack nicholson who thought that his he was being thought that his granddad was his was his dad when actually it was his granddad and his sister was actually his mum and i i it's it's a very strange you know it's a strange job but it's not uncommon and you hear that quite a lot um with with people and um and so it's 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 one of those things where you have to use your own best judgment about if you were given this child a you know second dot whether you know if the if the mum or the dad's not going to be involved in anything it's hard to say what is the harm in not telling them and just bring them up as your own child and just keeping you know that's a secret but again as with all secrets it can lead to you know i want to look at my birth certificate why is your name not on my birth certificate? You know, there's a lot of things you know you hear that again you hear it a lot with adoption stories where people find out that they're adopted or and they they're not entitled to certain things or they can't have a you know there's a story recently about a child who uh, needed a kidney operation and wanted the mum or the dad to do it and obviously they couldn't because they were adopted so they weren't like a blood match and this child just you know utterly went insane and they, he was a rare blood type and things like that so you have to use your best judgment about whether that that is the best thing for them um but as i say if you are going to keep that kind of secret you have to consider either that it is going to come out or whether you should at whatever point tell them and make them aware of it uh, but this book does really help in regards to that we look at it all the time um you know every every now and again you know he, he'll want to have a look at it and he'll look at your know, pictures of himself when he was a baby and you know, his mum's grand mum and dad's granddad's and people like that you know his, his old home it'll show him where he you know, we bump pictures of all the houses that we've lived at um, you know his garden th- those type of things and he and he has really nice memories of these things um so it is almost like having a little scrapbook of your of your life so far um which is which is really quite nice um you find a lot with kinship kids um especially with kinship kids um they i don't know i i actually i do know that because i've heard of people doing this where they asked to, they're asked to do things like family trees and it's all, all very well and good, but a kinship care family tree is a lot more complicated than just a normal family tree, if there is such a thing as a normal family tree. I mean, I came from a family of divorce, and that was that was a little complicated going through stepdads and whatever it was. But 
to go through well this is my auntie so she's connected to her but she's not she you know and blah 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 blah, blah. so it, it can help with those type of things as well because you, you you basically have like a template of this is who i am this is my family and a lot of times people again kinship kids just need to feel like they belong somewhere and that they have a place um it's one of the main things that they do uh, comment on uh, a lot of kinship kids when you ask them is about how they feel, you know, they feel like they don't belong. Um, you know, there are studies that say, you know, for the first sort of 12 months, you the child will imprint on the people that, that they visit, this, which is why, you know, it's so important to have that first touch, that first look. You know, it it sounds it sounds like imprinting, like if you see in animal pro- programs where if a duck sees sees a particular animal it will think that's his mum and you know it, I, i'm a little skeptical as to whether that's true but you know it it does seem to be the case but you do find that when um when children are literally passed from pillar to post especially at a young age they do imprint on so they all imprint on emergency foster carers and nurses and people who've looked after them um before they even get to imprint on yourself um, so it is quite difficult, especially when things like that can happen. And who knows what's going on in that developing brain? You, you say that first twelve months, the brain is a sponge, so it will it will remember everything. It will remember how it should react to certain things, um, which is quite, which is interesting. But also, it's quite horrible in a way when you have a lot of children who they react differently to noises because of certain things that have happened in the past. Or you, you see this a lot with, with children who overeat, for example, who potentially were either starved when they were in the womb or they starved afterwards. And so they have a very struggling um, relationship with food where they either don't eat at all because they don't, they don't really, they've sort of, they're used to having minimal amounts of food or they will gorge themselves because in their sort of chimp brain as as the scientists would say they they have that thought of when am i next getting fed i might not be being fed so i'm gonna have to eat as much as i can to keep myself going and it's it's really you know it's quite sad i've seen this um quite a few times with children who they will you know, they will eat as you know it, it, it's 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 quite it's it is like a, an eating disorder in its sense where they they just don't know when they're full or even if they are full they'll just keep on going because their again chimp brain will say i don't know when my next meal is going to be so you know, i need to sort of store food for the winter kind of thing um at its basic level uh so it's it's definitely something that needs to be to, to be looked at and as i say if you are a um if you're a kinship family, it is something that you need to consider before things like the social works and everyone you know disappears, which unfortunately they do, uh, about getting help to do this because it's not a. It, it is in some sense a simple process, but it's about getting the right the right things in there. What you need to to put in there, um, not blaming blame on some of the people. So one of the things that was put in our one was it blamed the judge. The judge was the guy who said, you have to stay with us. And it was almost like shifting the book uh, of saying, well, it's not actually mum or dad's fault. It's the judge's fault. And you know, he latched onto that. So we've in our particular 
story we've taken that part out because it, it, it it's it's not necessary he knows or he or she will know um you know about judges and things but it's um especially but it's it seemed like a passing of the book but um but it really will help you get those things in place um get get them to really understand where they are and that they're not going anywhere you know a lot of children you know, you have this a lot with with broken families where they uh, and blended families um where they don't know when you know, when am I going to get moved next who's going to have me next uh, you see it in fostering and, and adoption uh, a lot, but um, it's definitely something that 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 I would recommend to everyone to do. Uh, as I say, we have done courses on this in kinship. I don't know if we're getting any any further ones. Obviously, we can have a look at that. If you are interested, obviously let us know, and we can certainly have a look around. There are a lot of uh, free courses to do things like that. We have done it, and we can we can do a basic version of it. But it, I say a lot of it, it's about whether you are strong enough to do it as well, because a lot of it is quite, you know, it's living the past again. It's reliving those traumas, reliving those um, those horrible experiences that you may have had at the beginning or potentially still are. Uh, but it might put everything into context and really you you then appreciate where you are at this point. You know, you still have, you know, you still, um, you know, we, we've got through COVID, we got through everything else. We've, um, you know, we've gone through all these these court cases or assessments or whatever it would be and we're still here and that's always a good thing to, to look at so as i say if you do want any more help in regards to that yeah have any questions uh, there are i believe there's a website on life stories it is copyrighted whenever i've seen it it has been copyrighted so i don't know whether there is like a, a legal place that does this so if 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 life stories is a trademark i'm just going to call it the stories of life um but it's uh, if you um, if you haven't uh, if you have if you have done it you know you may want to consider you know, passing it round bringing them in uh, if you do coffee mornings things like that just to show people what they're like you know we'll happily do that as well because it's it's quite a simple template to go through you know you could literally break it down into like little sections and you could just fill it in uh, but it's really about getting that information and, and and the time which a lot of us don't have but um if you can get help with doing things like that you know it's definitely um definitely something that we can certainly have a look at uh, so that's all from me uh, for this episode um as always you can get in touch with us through the website through the facebook the twitter or the instagram or you can put a comment on this we have now just been uploaded onto a lot of the um a lot of the the the, the apps so on spotify on these uh, it's on Apple now, so um, you know, please subscribe in whichever way that you can. The more subscribers you get, the more um, the more it gets sort of pushed up the the charts. We're nowhere near at the moment, but it's uh, it's always nice to to see some comments and obviously to look at the view uh, the listens and hear people uh, comment. And you know, I do really appreciate it. Uh, so thank you for listening. My name's David, and you've been listening to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. Thank you.